Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, here's another reminder, parents, that you're uh, just basically a total buzzkill. <laughs> uh-huh. We have to tell our kids no on average 23 times a day or 8,400 times a year. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Of course, the most common questions parents say no to or can I stay up late? Can I have a snack before bed? Asking to buy something random every time you're at the store. More screen time. Can I do my homework later? Using their phone, computer, iPad in bed. They want to watch R-rated movies. Using their phone at mealtimes, snacking between meals, and playing outside at night. Right. These are all the things in a day that we say no to. I would say more than that. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe on average 23, but really there's a lot of them. And, and, and sometimes it's because I'm saying it over and over again because it's not being understood for some reason. I used to love doing this. They come in and ask for something and I'd say, before you even ask, the answer is no. Right. Yeah. My go-to is no. Yeah. I'll admit that. And then I, sometimes I think about it <laughs> and rarely I change my mind. Uh, the request we had the hardest time saying no to involve snacking between meals, climbing in bed with you, and putting off homework. There are times where I'll say no before they open their mouth. <laughs> just no. Like, it does happen. And you can kind of see, like, like, just when they storm in the house. Like they'll be outside playing, mm-hmm. and one will storm in. Yeah. And you can tell he's about to, like, tell on the other one, sure. right? Something's happened, and they're they're trying to get the other one in trouble. And I'll just say... No. <laughs> Go right back out. I don't even want to hear it. Solve it yourself. Yeah. Go no, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, this isn't bad, though. I guess this balances it because the poll also found parents say yes on average 24 times a day. That's one more time than we say That's no. More. Wow. Yes. Like to questions, uh, can I be adopted? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I move out? Yes. <laughs> can I go live at my friend's house? Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah. It's uh no is a very simple word. Right. I you know that with my kids they get up in the morning, they'd say good morning, and I just say no. no. I think I think when they hear me say yes, they're so surprised. They're so shocked because they assume I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Now, do you find it's a, a good balance between the two of you where maybe Adrian says yes more and you say no more? Uh I, I, I guess. Yeah, probably. Like, well, she'll be more likely or inclined to do something mm. for them or with them. And I'll be the first one to be like, and to shut it down first. <laughs> and then relent. Like, I love how you, you didn't fold on the going camping and she took them on her own. Right. That's, yes. That's brilliant. Uh, that, I would, I would feel such guilt if Maria said, no, fine, I'm going on my own. And I, I, I know there would be a, a sense of like, nope. Nope, I don't need you. I'll do this myself. And then while she was gone, I'd feel terrible. Right. So I'd begrudgingly camp and make the whole weekend horrible well, for everybody. I, I did feel bad. You know, I think it started to rain at one point. I'm like, oh, that's got to suck. <laughs> wonder, wonder if Shawshank's on again. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing, too, is that we both have boys. And, and since we're boys ourselves, we know that when we were younger boys, we were idiots. Right. If we had daughters, I think we'd be more willing to say yes to things because mm. girls have their dads wrapped around their finger yes. and boys have their mom wrapped R- around their finger. Could be. Well, uh, maybe with the daughters, you think you'd have to go, I got to go and protect a little bit or something. Mm. I don't know what mm. the heck. I, I don't have daughters. I don't know what that sense is. Daddy, can I have a palace? Yes, my little love, you can. <laughs> Your son, dad, can I have that shoe box? No. <laughs> it's just the way it works. 
Has a, a celebrity ever passed away that really affected you? Almost like it was a friend or family member. Most people say they have. Uh, even if you don't care about celebrities, maybe it was a musician or actor whose work you really loved, someone famous who died abruptly or tragically, or just a celebrity who passed too young. A bunch of different artists included on this list of celebrity deaths that uh, gutted us, I guess. Right, yeah. And Kurt Cobain on the top of the list, uh, Chris Farley. Crocodile hunter Steve Irwin. Hmm. Yeah. Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, Eddie Van Halen, Robin Williams. That was a sad one. Right. Especially because he'd committed suicide and he was dealing with depression. Yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes people look to like musicians and rock stars that, that have that kind of lifestyle or, or, you know, even the comedians like the Farleys and Belushis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and while, you know, obviously gone way too soon, you look at it as like, well, some, there's some partying involved mm-hmm. uh, with, with some of those that yes. may, led to tragic circumstances. Right. The Robin Williams, I think, you know, caught everyone uh, off guard because you look to comedians sometimes and think, well, they're they're so funny and happy mm-hmm. all the time. You don't see the you know, literally the tears of a clown, right? Yeah, and I think one, you know, another one that, that comes to to mind is a Kate Spade. Of course, she committed suicide. And Anthony Bourdain as well. He was a yes. guy who you just thought, look at the life he's got. He travels around the world, right? You know how it couldn't get any better, right? Well, and 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 I think what the effect of, of Anthony Bourdain for many too is that. He seemed relatable mm. uh, for for so many people because in what seemed to be his shows, he just kind of opened up and, mm-hmm. and, and was very natural in what he was doing, right? A lot of times with rock stars, it, it, you, they're not necessarily relatable because you can't relate to the lifestyle that they have. Right. right? Yep. yep. I think probably one of the saddest was the uh, Kobe Bryant, of course. That was very yes. tragic. Yeah, anything tragic like that. In, in golf, Payne Stewart was mm-hmm. a similar one. That's right. Um, thinking back to Phil Hartman, remember that? That really affected me, the story of his wife walking into the bedroom, basically mm. pulling a gun on him and shooting him in the face. Yep. Chadwick Boseman, so young, dying of cancer. Right. Heath Ledger. Betty White really got me, 99 years old. <laughs> it's a tough one to take. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. Um, Prince and, of course, <laughs> Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, another yes. one that people are still dealing with. And that Taylor Hawkins tribute show, this is interesting. So the lineup has been announced and for the L.A. show, the Foo Fighters, of course, will perform, but they will be joined by Miley Cyrus, Joan Jett, Alanis Morissette, Motley Crue bassist Nikki Six, and Queen guitarist Brian May. Now, we know that uh, Taylor Hawkins was a huge Queen fan. Right. Gene Simmons also going to be a part of the L.A. show. Okay. In uh, England, it'll be Liam Gallagher, Chrissy Hind, and Dave Chappelle. I don't oh. think he'll be singing. He'll be just—he'll probably be the opening. Although act. he did sing a song on stage with the Foo Fighters once. He did. That's right. So, Not very well. N- no, but that's all right. He was yeah. up there and, and and doing his thing. I'd rather hear him sing than Gene Simmons. Pretty cool that that L.A. show. When you think about you know, like Taylor Hawkins started with Alanis Morissette. That's right. Right. Yeah. And and, th- was and, he with what? What Sass Jordan before that or something I, like that? I don't there was, remember. There was someone else that he was with before. Um, I don't think it was Sass, but but anyway that. But that crazy connection of Alanis Morissette and Foo Fighters on stage for mm-hmm. a Taylor Hawkins tribute show is very, very on point. Yeah, it'll be, you know, and Miley Cyrus is interesting because she always takes a lot of heat when she's involved with these things. You know, she sang with Metallica and people thought she'd be horrible and she wasn't. And she was part of a Chris Cornell tribute show as well. And she sang one of his songs and she was great. So she always seems to step up. And no. be able to fill those I think, shoes. I think on stage people appreciate Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Sometimes the sideshow that goes on. No, for sure. So, 
Uh, tickets are, are going on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, between a flight and the tickets, uh, that should be reasonably priced. <laughs> yeah. A little easy getaway. Very tough day yesterday. Many had to say goodbye to an old friend. Internet Explorer, officially dead at age 26. Would have been 27 this August. Oh. You had this in the news yesterday that yep. it was going away. Uh, if you're too young to remember, it was the browser everybody used in the late 90s, early 2000s. It killed off Netscape, if you remember that. Oh, wow. Microsoft made it, but it was also the first browser that came pre-installed on Macs. It debuted in 1995, and more than 90% of people were using it by 2003. Yeah, that was the big blue E, right? Yeah, that's right. It's the Google of its day. Uh-huh. Safari and Firefox came along in the mid-2000s and took a lot of those users. Then Chrome showed up in 08, and that's basically what we're all using now. I think they say 65% of people use Google Chrome now. Mm. Mm. Really? Yeah. Well, and I think, what other browsers are there? Uh, there's still Firefox. Really? But yeah, that's that's ongoing. There's still uh, I don't I don't know other ones that people are using right now, but hmm. well, there's still Safari. I mean, if you use Apple products, you're using Safari. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Uh, Microsoft announced they were killing it off last year and officially ended support for it yesterday. If you try to use it now, it automatically redirects you to a new browser, Microsoft Edge, which yes. is faster and more secure. Right, yes. That that was introduced a couple of years ago. Uh, for weird old sites that only work in Explorer, there's a legacy mode in Edge that lets you keep accessing them, so there's really no need for Explorer anymore. Uh, as you mentioned, the Internet Explorer icon is going away. They're planning a Windows update that will automatically remove it from all devices. That still have it installed. So interesting. They are, they are, it's like Fredo to them. Yeah. They are, they are crushing that thing. I was watching, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver and he was talking about monopolies and of course not the game, but rather companies who control everything. And, uh, Amazon for, certainly was a focus, but also Google. And at Google, when it first started out, two young guys got it going. And it was really meant their idea in the beginning was to direct you quickly and securely to any information you needed. But now, and it would take you to other people's pages and other things, but now almost everything on Google is Google-owned. Right. Operated. Like, you've got to scroll down. If you're looking up um, uh, pets, dogs, poodles, you, you've got to scroll way down to find a site that isn't <laughs> Google-controlled. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, so that, I guess, is now an issue with people in the know and how all of that operates. And then Amazon taking heat because, of course, they're supposed to be a marketplace. And yet what they do is they also sell their own stuff now. So if you make baseball caps right. and they notice that your baseball caps are selling very well, they start knocking them off yeah. and selling their own version of it. <laughs> All to make that big blue penis in the sky. <laughs> and those big warehouses. I'm like, man. Crazy, right? This was driving by Ajax. And, and that thing is it's just huge. Stupid huge. Like, I, I, I kind of want to go inside just to see what it looks like inside that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to walk it because I'm lazy. You get but, lost. <laughs> like, are, are there, is it like, like Dr. Evil's factory in there where there's like little carts going around Probably. all the time? Yeah. Or is it all robotic? How, how does that work? They'll find you dead behind a big rack of dildos for sale. <laughs> Yeah, and and I think this one guy said he's the the company he worked for sold sporting goods uh, equipment apparel, and at the time when they got going, there was Amazon and there was a few other of these marketplaces, 
He said, but you just, there was no point in going anywhere else because Amazon controls like 88 point something percent of all marketplace sales. Wow. It's just like, if you want to take your, well, there's, there's, there's Amazon and then there's Joe's. Right. If you want to sell, you know, one baseball glove every six months, go to Joe. <laughs> you want to sell 7,000 of them a day, you go to Amazon. But it is shocking because as, as crazy as that is that there's that Amazon, like, um, in Ajax, mm. there's also now one going up in Whitby. Yep. You know, there's one, if you go along Steels, mm-hmm. a massive one right at Markham, yep. right? And you think, you know, like... You know, Oshawa would just open up like a second Costco last week. And we're like, how can you use two of them? Mm. Do you need um, Amazon every 10 <laughs> like minutes? Like a Tim Hortons on every corner. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And we'll remember the bidding that went on for a new Amazon head office. Yeah. All these cities willing to throw away like tax dollars for a 100 years. Yeah. Uh, I-, I think they're doing fine. <laughs> going to be okay. We were up in Uxbridge last night. Okay. We had to uh, drop off some stuff at a, a friend's place. And so we uh, we did that. And then we thought, well, let's just take a little drive through downtown, see the train station, see the brewery, see the... the Survey the damage. Yeah, and it, it's pretty extensive. Still, for sure. yeah, you yeah. can see it. Yeah, it's pretty extensive. And then we started talking, <clears throat> the lovely Marie and I, about some friends of ours that we knew in the uh, late 80s who had bought some property up on what I always remembered as being Wagner Lake. Up in the Uxbridge area. Okay. So we we Google it. We go, you know, we haven't seen them in 30 years. I haven't even spoken to them in 30 years. I must have done something to offend them. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So uh, so we, we Google Wagner Lake, and we find it, and it's like 11 minutes away from the downtown uh, core of Uxbridge. And so we go driving, and immediately as we, we got into what we remembered, because they had just bought this lot, and, and they were building a house at that point, I think we were there once, once the house was built. So I vaguely remember it again. This would have been early nineties. Um, we're driving around and, and it looks very familiar, uh, but we can't figure out which house is theirs because, right. you know, it's 30 years. Everything's built up there now around this lake, but there's one kind of main road and then there's, you know, a, a few side dirt roads that take you closer down to the lake and homes closer on the water. Mm-hmm. So we drove down those as well and cruising through. And I felt like I was on the set of Ozark. Oh. It seemed very dark and a little moody up there. <laughs> People are like staring at, you know, <clears throat> you know, what's this strange car doing down our lane? Right, yeah. And uh, I had one guy yell, slow down, when I was doing about 10 kilometers an hour <laughs> on a dirt road. So I felt like I might have been on the set of Ozark or Deliverance. Okay. And I thought somebody was going to want to see if I could squeal like a pig. So hmm. I said, time to get the hell out of here. Yeah, I guess uh, the little tribal up there. Well, any time of the kind of cottage community, Mm. uh, you find things you know very sensitive. Like even our cottage road, it's it's like a cul-de-sac. But um, but yeah, if if cars come and turn around in it, there's the second you hear a car because you hear it all the way down the road, Mm -hmm. dirt and gravel, uh, and you think, oh wow, what's what's coming here? Right. And then when a car just kind of snoops and turns around, I go, uh oh, yeah, what are they up to? It was just, there was a few people out having a walk, one guy walking his dog. And, you know, it's it's country living. You kind of think there'd be a little more calm, relaxed, friendly, kind of Andy Griffith kind of feel going on out there. But, no, I thought they were pulling out revolvers. Like, they just give you the dagger eyes. What are you doing? I'm sorry. It's, it's yes, it's a lane. They don't like the city folk. I guess not. 
I, I didn't see a gate I went through. This isn't private property. It's a road right. that people are allowed to drive on. I'm not pulling in your driveway and using your bathroom. Yeah. Relax. People get so weird. Yeah. And I'm sure that's true, yeah, even at your cottage. Well, I just, it's just, yes, I know there's not a lot of cars up there, so you're wondering who is coming in, but it's a road. Yeah. People can drive on a road. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you're right, actually, now that I think about it. we ha- I have been suspicious before. Because you get cars that just come and turn around and slow down, right? Mm. And, you know, if it's a property that you're not at all the time, mm. then, you know, my immediate concern is, like, okay, what are these? What are they looking for? Are they, are they scoping out where cars are or not, right? It's yeah. interesting. And maybe it's just the world we live in now that you automatically go to the worst-case scenario. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of homes on this road. I don't know how many cottages are on your road, but my first thought would be, well, there are other cottages with families. Maybe they have, I don't know, other family members and friends who are coming to visit. Yeah. No, it's not possible. That can't be possible. I didn't clear this. Well, and and listen, I don't even know if it's such a, a cottage thing, too, because I'll look out and see a strange car parked in front of my driveway. Oh, really? Or stopped and go, well, who the hell is this? Oh. What do they want? <laughs> Again, it's a road. I know, but people do that all the time. <laughs> I don't think I, I ever was, have that. I was watching, actually, it's funny, yesterday I was watching, uh, uh, like, just on Facebook or social, whatever the, whatever one I was on, and, you know, they have reels, like, yeah. short videos, you get down that rabbit hole, and one of them was, what would you do? There was a guy who was just approaching a truck mm. that, you know, all blacked out windows, was just parked, and this thing was parked kind of up onto his lawn a little bit, mm. and he just knocked on the window, and said, like, hey, you know, what are you doing? Wow. Like, what? See, maybe this is part of your problem. Maybe this is why you fear all this stuff, because you fall down too many of those rabbit right, holes. Yeah. Oh, too many rabbit holes. Too many news stories of terrible things happening. <laughs> but this wasn't. It was just, the literally, literally, it was about what what would you do? And yeah. this guy, well, in your, okay, in this your case, yeah. you have a long uh, side stretch of, yeah. uh, of, of property. Um, People park there all corner the time. Yeah, but this guy was up onto the curb. Okay, well, that's... Like, on the lawn That's a odd, bit, right? Yeah. Well, it's just an odd scenario. But right. they were like, well, what would you do? And it, and the guy in the truck was yelling back. He's like, I'm just yeah. stopped here. Well, he's like, you're on the lawn, though. Uh, but again, it's if it were on mine, it's not even my lawn. It's right. the city's lawn. Exactly. I yeah, mean, but I guess I get, but people are very territorial about it, their stuff. It gets, right yeah, it, it it gets. I, and I, I guess it, it, what it boils down to is nobody trusts anybody anymore, mm. right? Like the, the second you see someone, what are they up to? Yeah, I know. Living my life, <laughs> <laughs> returning a phone call, uh, eating my lunch as right. I stop here for a second. No, I know. I just uh, we didn't bother looking. Well, plus it was weird too because you know. Had we remembered the house or had we seen the couple that we knew that many years ago, what do you do? Right. Hi. What are you doing here? If we wanted to remain friends, I don't know. In the last 30 years, we would have reached out. Lucky, the future Uh for you looks bright. You might not have to buy them stretchy pants no more. Come on. Uh huh. There's a, a weight loss pill that might be finally on the way. These researchers have uh, identified a molecule that prevents us from feeling hungry. They found that working out sends a signal to our brain that tells us we don't need to eat right now. And if they could make that molecule in pill form, it could help you lose weight without even trying. So you take the pill and then you stop feeling hungry? Yes. And you just sit there and watch the weight drop off. Yeah. Sounds too good to be true. It does. But can, Very we, trust, much so. can we trust the pill? <laughs> I don't know. I've heard things. Right. My research shows. Uh-huh. 
Um, unfortunately, it could be still years before a pill like this hits the market, but they're pretty confident about the science. They found the same compound was present in mice after they exercised and also racehorses. They tested the theory in mice and gave them a high dose of the stuff. The ones they gave it to still had some amount of energy, but ate about half as much. And within 10 days, they were already losing body fat and the mice could fit into their summer bikinis. Yeah. Well, they can already have that now. You just got to make the pill the size of a tennis ball. (laughs) (laughs) Just block that bad boy up. I try so hard to lose weight. Have a salad. (laughs) Stop using gravy as a drink. (laughs) Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.